<laughs> Hi. Happy nude year. Yes, I said nude year. <laughs> oh no, is there a delay with you? I don't think so. Oh. I Matrixy. No, there's no delay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. Happy. Well, my nephew, who's now 26, used to say when he was like three, happy nude year. <laughs> if it's going well. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to, yeah, if it's going well, it's going to be a nude year. Um, but yeah, he had a problem with his adenoids and his tonsils. And so like. It was adorable. So now Jennifer and I, everybody knows Jennifer. Uh, we say when we wish each other Happy New Year's, Happy Nude Year. And like I said, Jared's 26 by now. So he's real tired of the story. <laughs> but anyway, Happy New Year. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Happy Nude Year. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Nude Year to you. Um, I'm I'm. I'm really good. I'm very excited for this episode. We have a very special guest um, that's joining us tonight. And uh, guys, you know who she is, or you're at least familiar with her. So um, we're going to get to the intro of our guest here in just a minute. Uh, We want to go over our EVPs. Uh, Laura, why don't you talk to everybody about the next pre-sale? So we are going to be doing a, another merch presale uh, starting in mid-January through mid-March. Uh, we haven't nailed down exactly what it's going to contain, but you know, the usual suspects, hoodies, t-shirts, probably some sweatpants. Yeah, those like are that. popular. Those were really popular. And then when everybody got them, they were like, oh, these are so comfortable. Oh my God. So sweatpants yeah, will be a thing. Backed by popular demand. Yeah, absolutely. And I would like to ask you guys to maybe come over to Team Carrie and order some fucking colors. Uh, everybody <laughs> ordered black. Lord, I got this huge Black is bait. slimming <laughs> and also looks good. So what are you going to do? A thousand percent. But if you own pets, then it's like everybody sees all the pet hair. Um, so come over to me on the color side. Um, Buy a lint roller and wear black. Be a winner. I have a lint roller in my car. <laughs> Laura's like, for every three black items you purchase, I will send you a free lint roller. Right. Um, <laughs> we might, I will. I mean, we <laughs> might be able to. Items, I'll send you a lint roller. <laughs> we might be able to do that. We'll have to figure out the logistics. But um, colors are, are wonderful and fun, too. So come on, guys. Like, literally, it was embarrassing. The loss between Team Laura and Team <laughs> Carrie is really awful. Um, if you have ideas of things that you would like to see in the presale, message us at hoahpodcast at gmail.com. And um, our vendor is really, really cool. They're really, really, really willy. Nope. And we're off to the races. Our guest is sitting in the green room listening to all of this. And <laughs> so, um, You'll see why that's funny in a minute. Uh, The next thing that we wanted to uh, tell you guys and remind you is that we are going to be at the Mansfield Parapsychon at the Ohio State Reformatory. And that is in May of 2023. That is one of the most haunted locations 
in the world. Uh, for those of you who are huge movie buffs, it is where the Shawshank Redemption was filmed. So um, Super Haunted Penitentiary. They've got a lot of amazing guests and celebrities that are going to be there, including our dear friend Andrea Perrin. Uh, vendors and food trucks. And oh my God, there it's, it's a huge Paracon. We're very, very honored to be... Um, attending it as vendors ourselves. Laura has come up with brilliant, brilliant things that we're going to do at our vendor table. So come on out and see us. It is um, the third weekend in May. The numbers and those dates escape me. Uh, But we are going to be there all weekend long. Um, The Mansfield Parasycon. You can go ahead and book your tickets at their website right now. And we hope to see you there. We, um... Laura's Laura's plan for our vendor booth is brilliant and I love it. And um we're really excited to to meet all of you. So come on out and see us. Um and we oh, need and- you guys to come visit us at the booth because it requires audience participation. It does. Kind yes. Of. Kind yeah. of, yes. yes. Um it'll be fun, I promise. If you're willing. It's not a dunk tank. It's not anything crazy. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not bad. It's awesome. We're going to open a Dybbuk box and see what happens to you. Um, <laughs> right. Just touch this. It'll be fine. Everything It'll be fine. fine. I mean, just forget whatever happened to Post Malone. Um, so, guys, to that end, we're going to jump right into the episode and our special guest this week. Now, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast since its inception three over three years ago, uh, even back when Archie and I um, were doing the podcast and then also with Laura, there were a number of times where we would screw up words. And um, one of our listeners who happens to be a very, very, very dear, dear friend of ours, um, listens to every episode. She is one of our writer dies. We love her so much, but she's a teacher. Um, she is a, um, I love her very much, but she would reach out to us after an episode and be like, yeah, that's not how you say that word. That's not how you say this word. Um, so it, it, it became a, a running joke on the show. Um, her name is Aaron, and we'd mess up a word, and we'd be like, Aaron, write that down. Like, you need to teach us how to properly say this English word. Um, <laughs> like the, or supposedly, or, you know, I would never, actually never say that. I hate that. Um, but basic English words. Um, so you would often hear us say a word and we would know we would screw it up. Um, and we would say, Aaron, write that down. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very first time in three years, I am very, very excited to finally introduce all of you to the girl that was supposed to write it all down. I don't know if she did, um, but I do know that she listened to us in the shower, and that's a fact. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very dear friend, Erin K. Bailey. <laughs> hey. Look, I'm real. She's real. Right? I We did not make her up. Um, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, dude. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And Absolutely. as you mentioned, you guys have been an absolute light in my life since Aww. you've been doing this podcast. 
And even though I obviously make it weird because I listen to you while I'm nude and bathing. Uh, I, you're not the only one. You, <laughs> I can't tell you how much I've appreciated um, all the things I've learned from you guys. Also, you like I said, you've been such a light in the storm of the last three years. And, um, you know, us being so far apart, it's just yeah. been a wonderful yeah. way to participate in your life and feel close to you guys. And Laura, you are the biggest bonus friend. Like, I can't believe I get Carrie, <laughs> much less I get you out of the deal. Like, right? Totally. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I'm like, here, let's, I'm going to cover her up and we can just talk. <laughs> so Laura and Aaron bonded over their love of records. And the minute I told both of them, I'm like, oh, okay, Laura has this collection and Aaron has this collection. And they were like, Carrie, get out of the way. And then just kind of gravitated to each other, um, which is completely fine. I love, I love both of them. Um, and so well, maybe you should get maybe you should get some records and then you can hang out in the cool kids club. I mean, I have five, but really they're my sons. He's the one that started collecting <laughs> records. But... All right, Koi can come in. Okay, hey, yeah. Koi, get in there. Um, dude, if he walks in, he's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> what the hell?" Anyway, sorry. Go on. Keep talking no, about how amazing we are. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I love you guys so much, and like. Like, I know it's your podcast and your passion, but I wanted to make sure you guys knew that it reaches bigger. Uh, that's not words. See, I talked so much <laughs> shit before I came on that I screwed myself. Okay. Uh -huh. it, uh, your impact is much bigger than I think you might imagine. So. I Yeah, I would have to agree. And you are definitely somebody that... Um, make sure we're aware of that because um, you are a very successful, very famous breakbeat DJ. And there are a number of people that in your shows have come up to you and you have struck up conversations with them. And they have mentioned to you asking if you know about our podcast. And then I get a call at like five o'clock in the morning from Erin and she's like, you need to listen to, you need to hear this story. And I'm like, okay, tell me the story. And then, so then I wait for Laura to get up because it's useless calling her and she's like, her phone's off. She's not going to answer it. Um, to tell Laura the story. So you're, you're right. Yeah. And you're the one that, that, that shows us that and still floors us every single time that happens to you. It's yeah. Apparently, apparently people that like to go to sketchy underground raves also like paranormal podcasts. <laughs> those are our people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those, that's <laughs> our tribe. It's the intersection. It's a Venn diagram. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. Diagram. Yeah. <laughs> we got lots of overlap there. <laughs> Telling you what, that's our tribe. That is absolutely our tribe. And we love you and we thank you. Actually, I have talked about it on some TikToks and on the show. And those people that you've spoken to have reached out to me and they're like, that was me. Oh my God, how cute is that? Right? That's so cute. Yeah, that's the stuff yeah. that reminds me that our communities are really not that. I mean, they're big in the sense of the numbers, but like our right connections are so interwoven yeah you know for sure yeah for sure 
It, it really is a small world when you start getting out there, right? And when you meet a lot of people, as we do, and I'm sure you do, you know, you kind of cross paths with a lot of people and you'll yeah. be surprised. You'll meet, you'll be ro- one, like running into people, you know, from, you know, Seattle in London or what, you know what I mean? Just random stuff. Like yeah. you're going to meet people in random situations and then they know like your cousin. Or, I don't know. I always have weird stuff like that happen to me all the time. I'm like, how yeah. did this? And I don't believe in coincidences. So I think that all of these interactions were just meant to these paths that we're on, even if it's temporary, like a vacation or whatever, like those paths are meant to collide. I think that's, I, it's one of my favorite things about life, really. Yeah, well, it's a little early in the podcast to get this metaphysical. However, um, hold on, let me get my I- crystals. Hang on. I, as an agnostic person, uh, am quite happy to announce that I have no fucking idea what's going on. However, um, one of the things that I have heard that seems, you know, as plausible as anything else is that we are energies that just keep um, connecting with each other, like whether it is your friend or your mom or maybe a teacher one time or somebody in your life that keep coming back to connect with these air quotes energies or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even though I have absolutely no empirical evidence for that, it makes me feel, you know, sort of good. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll take it, you know? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are people that, there are people that I have met um, throughout my life that I've thought, you're weird and I'm going to avoid you. But I've always remembered that one like weird person that just gave me vibes that I was like, "Mm -mm, no, thank you. But we're meant to interact or intersect rather with them. So um, you and I, we're meant to run into each other um, through Cameron, and um, here we are, almost twenty oh my years God, did you just later. Give him a shout out! I did. I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I actually don't edit. know if he listens Jerry, to the podcast, Jerry, but that's Jerry, funny. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, write that down. Gary, write that down. All right, let me, let's see. What time are we at? Okay, I got it. All right, let's see. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> I'm leaving that in, though. Um, okay, so you are here, my love, for a really specific and very wonderful reason. Um, we have actually talked about having you on the show for the last, what, two years Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute that we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, because we were talking about it actually when Archie was still on the show and that he left a year and a half ago. So um, we made her quit her job and then yeah, she had time. Yeah. Then she had time to be on the show. So um, why don't you, darling, tell us, hold on, let me find it. What we are going to be talking about today, this is your idea. This topic was entirely your idea. Um, So let's just get right into it. Um, Here we go. First of all, isn't Madame Pele the most badass name? It really is. 
Like, she's such a badass. Okay. It really is. It really um, kind of repairs the damage that Madame LaLaurie caused when with her no, bunch no, of bullshit. Because, because Madame is sort of like, like, she demands to be respected. Like, feel however you want to feel about her, but... Yeah. She's a powerhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Uh, you're going to tell us why she's such a powerhouse. Yes. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, as we mentioned, I'm EKB. I'm an artist, DJ, and agent. And I was born and raised in Hawaii. I also went to a school for Native Hawaiian children from kindergarten to the 12th grade. So, I was you know, um, deeply indoctrinated on um, the myths, folklore, religion, language of the culture that I come from. Right. Excuse me. Also, um, it was such a privilege to be able to attend that school that it was um, really drilled into us that we needed to know about our own background and our own culture and we needed to be part of the um, continuing telling of these stories. Okay. So, so that's why, you know, every kid in Hawaii has like some sort of understanding of this story. But like for me personally, it was yeah. a big, big, big part of my life. Not just this story, but, you know, the story of all of the sure. Hawaiian mythology. Yeah. Okay. So I put together a bunch of stuff. I hope at least some of it is interesting. So, because it's my first podcast, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. Yay! <laughs> it's our, like, okay. how many hundredth, and we still don't know what we're doing. So. Yeah, no, yeah. We actually got a review the other day that was like, they don't know what they're doing. Um, and I'm like, yeah, we're 160, and that sounds about right. But also, <laughs> like, who knows what they're doing, you know? Right, and... Anybody so does. overrated. You, you can't have good stories that start with "I knew what I was doing." <laughs> well put. A thousand percent. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna refer to my notes while we do this. Um, but as I have learned, because I am an H O H old schooler, I have to tell you what my references are first. Yes, please. So <laughs> I got this information from Wikipedia. Hawaii.com, the New York Times, which interestingly did a big article about Pele a couple years ago. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Bishopmuseum.com and also um, the Hawaiian Dictionary that was written by Mary Pukui. Oh my gosh, she's bringing us a Hawaiian Dictionary of Words. Great. (laughs) Well, because I wanted, uh, I'll get into that. One thing at a time, Karen. Okay, okay. Okay, so I want to start this story by telling you guys a little bit about the Hawaiian language because language and, like, I don't want to use the word mythology because it kind of, like, it, it has, like, this feeling of sort of minimizing it. A um, negative connotation, yeah. Right, but what I, but, like, you know, saying the Hawaiian religion doesn't seem quite right either because Hawaiians had a very different relationship with religion. So it's like, okay. So the best way that I can think about it is like, you know how they talk about like the Greek pantheon of Mm -hmm. gods. So there's a Hawaiian pantheon. Oh, cool. Okay. You know what I mean? And so, um, 
I don't know what the right word is, but the the thing about Hawaiians is that everything is related to everything. So your language is related to who you are, is related to who your culture is, related to your respect for the land, is related to your religious connection with your culture, is related to every single thing. They're very... um, they're very in tune, much like the Native American culture, with being in a place and yeah. being of the place and not just in a place. You know what I mean? Yes. Does that make yes. sense? It does. Okay. It does. So um, I think it's also important to point out that there was no written Hawaiian language until the missionaries came. And um, when the missionaries came, they developed a written language because they wanted to print the Bible in Hawaiian so that they could convert the Hawaiian people to Christianity. So that is Whoa. the history of the Hawaiian language. When, well, when was that? Hawaiian. I want to say like early 1800s, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Okay. That's interesting, though. Yeah. So, because, um, well, also, fun fact, this was not in my notes, but this is actually true. Did you know that in the 1800s, Hawaii had the highest percentage of liter, liter uh, ah, crap. Highest percentage of literacy. Really? Of any country in the world. Really? Because. The missionaries were teaching everybody to read so that they could read the Hawaiian Bible. Wow, all right. Bananas, right? That is, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Colonialism, man. I'll tell you. The hell of a drug, I'm telling you. <laughs> right, good and bad. You could OD on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the Hawaiian alphabet, which is called Pi'apa. Um, uh, pa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are not as many letters as you would expect, like being from like an English speaking background. Sure. So what you have is the five vowels, which are the same as Spanish or English, A, E, I, O, U. Sure. And then you have H, K, L, M, N. P, W, which is often pronounced like a V, but not always. Okay, so like in Hawaii, like Hawaii. Right, but there's also a town in Hawaii called Waipahu that starts with a W, but it's a different W sound. Okay. All right, right? so it's like then, then, uh, and then but in English. There's also two other important aspects to the Hawaiian language, which is the Okina and the Kahako. So an okina is what is in the language world called a glottal stop, which is um, if you have two vowels next to each other and they're meant to be pronounced separately. Um, for example, the pokey kind of lava is called a-a, and okay. that is written a-okina, which looks like a backwards apostrophe. Okay. A. Okay. So the glottal stop, and like Hawaiians consider that a letter. Oh, the, so the actual like the punctuation. Okay. Right. But then there's this other thing called a kahako, which looks like a line over a vowel. Right. And that is 
to um, accentuate that. So, for example, um, um, if you had a word like, I'm trying to think of one right now, um, o'opu, which is a type of fish, um, if there was a line over the U at the end of that word, it'd be o'opu. So it's like more- The emphasis is on, okay, okay. The emphasis is on the syllable. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher jokes. Right. (laughs) Decades, guys. It's hard to let it go. That's important because, like, that is what you're looking at when you look at Hawaiian words, right? All right. Let's hope I can remember Um, that when I come to mind. So here's the other thing that I really wanted to say about why pronunciation matters in Hawaiian is because... The words and intention change completely if you say them the wrong way. Oh, okay. So it's not just like a bad accent. You know what I mean? Like somebody speaking French poorly, like you're actually going to communicate what you're trying to communicate. Okay. Because if you pronounce it differently, it means something completely different. Wow, that's interesting. That's makes it even yeah, more sure. difficult, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh crap. I, I don't know. Oh, wait, but there's more. So to complicate the Hawaiian language even further, they never say what they mean, ever. Not one time. Like, for example, like if you were to say somebody was a pain in the ass, it would not literally translate to that guy's a pain in the ass. It'd be like that coconut rolled far from the tree. So they talk in like they talk in like idioms and sure. Um, it's basically poetry. You know what I mean? Like the Hawaiian mm-hmm. okay with language is I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, You're doing a great job, though. You're really doing a great job. Like, you listen to people who are native Hawaiian speakers. Like it sounds like poetry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's true. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Because it just comes so easy to them. It, like, just flows very... Well, I mean, like, remember I was talking to you guys about, like, how Hawaiians don't exist in a place. They are of the place. It's right. Like the language isn't... It's not a language. It's it's them. It's a pure... Um, there's just a sense of completeness that's built into the Hawaiian identity that spills over into language, into religion, into their relationship with the land, into how they treat their friends and family. And like, that's beautiful, just, like, really. I know, right? Yeah, I feel so, 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 so lucky to be a part of this culture. Like, yeah, it has sustained me in ways that like would take like 14 more podcasts to tell you about but anyway i digress okay (laughs) so another reason why it's super important to pronounce hawaiian words correctly is because we are the um (sighs) we were colonialized and raped and pillaged and given syphilis and given smallpox and given measles and our language basically almost died yeah. And I was very lucky. So I was born in 1976, 
right in the middle of what was called the Hawaiian Renaissance. So there was a renewed interest in Hawaiian people to regain their language that was almost gone. Yeah. To regain yeah. their dance, to regain their traditions, to regain their pride. Um, so growing up as a kid of that time, you know, with Hawaiian music on the radio and my schooling and everything, like, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was really demonstrated that this was something that was so, so precious. And that if we didn't take care of it, if we didn't nurture it, it would be gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's another reason why language matters. Not yeah. to put any pressure on you guys. You're trying your best. <laughs> but like, but I just thought that was like important, important to say. Absolutely. I'm glad that you did. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So one final note about pronunciation. The other reason that I'm so uptight about it is because we had this thing at Kamehameha schools where I attended, like I said, from kindergarten through 12th grade, school for Native Hawaiian children, very prestigious. Um, one of the, I mean, I would not be the person I am today had I not attended that school. But we have a thing in high school that's called song contest. And it is statewide televised. It's such a big freaking deal. And each class competes um, in four-part harmony, singing Hawaiian songs. And they actually take us out of class early for like four months of the year to practice. Oh my God, I would love that. <laughs> oh, it was great. Like, I mean, it's 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 part of my deep love for music. You know what I mean? And yeah. it obviously yeah. helped me learn about song structure and like trained my ear and like a million other things that I use every day, you know? But there would always be a very stern, very serious, very handsome Hawaiian man <laughs> at the front of us being like, you kids better fucking get your shit together. You need to take this seriously. <laughs> like, this is your culture. What would your ancestors think? You know, because we were all teenagers, you know? Sure, yeah. They're yeah, just kind of like, around you know, like doing whatever we're doing. But like, they, they would look at us and be like, no, you will take this seriously and we will sit in this room until you get it right. Wow. Do you have act, yeah. like names and numbers of these handsome Hawaiian men that are sort of <laughs> that are kind of dominant, dominant kind of yeah? <laughs> That's a lot to unpack, Carrie. We're gonna have to circle back on that one. <laughs> Is Jason Momoa maybe one of them or The Rock? I'm gonna fill my glass. BRB. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that concludes my speech about why Hawaiian language is important. <laughs> Great. No pressure at all with my parts. No, and, I, and it's like, here's the thing about Hawaiian people. Hawaiian people do not care if you get everything perfect all the time. They care that you want to. Oh, okay. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th yeah. I think that's true. That holds true to anybody if you're sincere, sincerely trying to respect the culture and stuff people usually will except the french they just don't That's want you to true. they were super nice to you <laughs> fucking asshole. and all you learn from that is bonsoir bonsoir 
And I said but it you so used great. It. All the like time. A champ. I still use it. When Laura and I hang up, I'm like, all right, boss well. But when you would speak Spanish to them, or Spanish, you didn't do that. French. <laughs> well, that would have been fucking impressive. Right. <laughs> you're like, I don't know why they hate us, Gary. <laughs> I don't know why your orders are wrong all the time. When you would speak French to them, they would immediately answer you in English. Like, it's okay. You can tell that I'm not a native, because my French is terrible, but I mean, I can get my point across. Across, they understand me but they also if they know english they will switch because a big reason is because i tried in french people always say they go to france and they have a hard time because people don't speak english i'm like yes they do but if you don't make an attempt right to talk to them in their own language and be polite and just start going off to somebody in english then why would they take the time to help you like it's like if somebody walked up to you on the street and started yelling at you in croatian like you don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> so god is gonna yeah. walk away you know like um that's true Laura, do you know do you know that there's a steve martin comedy bit that is one of my favorite things ever i had it i have this comedy album when i was a kid mm-hmm. and he's like so i went to france oh god do you guys know, get this, chapeau means hat. Oof means egg. It's like those French have a different word for everything. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> There's a TikTok that I love that is a guy that is personifying languages so in like one of his tiktoks he's french he's the french language and then talking to the english language and the french language is like okay so the word is then and english is like yes except if you're talking about this then it's the then and french is like but why it's spelled the same <laughs> and he's like no it's you change one letter and French is like but why and English is like we just think it's fun and I'm like wow that's true alright <laughs> I'm just happy that I'm a native English speaker because that shit is a bitch to learn yeah it's yeah. ridiculous it's very true okay, okay. so Back now we are going to talk about Pele's background. Okay, cool. So, her full name is Pele Honu Amea, which means she who shapes the land. Love it. Badass. Like, I'm telling you, like, ever since I was a kid, I was like, this lady is rad, right? <laughs> And I even get to the part about how she misbehaves. Like, that's my favorite part of her. But anyway, so she is the, like, the fire goddess. So, so um, ugh, we're going to have to do a little bit of uh, sociology right now. So nobody really, really knows. But from our best guess, um, Hawaiians came from Tahiti. Okay. That's our best guess. Like, there's some dodgy science or whatever, but all of the Polynesian languages, so Hawaiian, Micronesian, Tongan, Samoan, Tahiti, 
I'm forgetting the Solomon Islands, like all of those languages are rooted in the same structure. Okay, Tahitian structure. Right, but like in Tahitian, they have T's, like there's no T in Hawaiian, but like a lot of the words are similar. And so, um, so the mythology says that Pele left Tahiti so it kind of supports the sure. like the the not colloquial but like the um, the spoken history kind of connects with some of the science but not all of it. You know okay, what I mean? cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, but the Hawaiians were also master or not Hawaiians, but the Polynesian people were master navigators by stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. And get this shit. Okay, I'm going to get sidetracked. But this is way too cool to not mention. Get this shit. So when the Hawaiians set off to, like, across, like, the middle of the Pacific Ocean, like, Hawaii has nothing around it for 2,700 miles in any direction. Really? Wow, okay. It's one of the the most isolated land masses on Earth. I had no idea. I know. So, but here's the crazy thing is that Hawaiian navigators didn't set off to go somewhere. They set out to pull it to them. Really? You know what? It it wasn't about chasing something. It was about using all of your tools and just bringing it to where you To you. Bringing it to you. And that's what I mean about them not like caring about like identity or place or timelines. Like they just exist. Well, not they. We exist in just a different headspace. Yeah. It's actually kind of a beautiful headspace to to be in because I think that a lot of us, especially like today and the way we were raised is just sort of like, what's the next thing we have to do? I know that uh, me personally, I spend a lot of time thinking about the next thing. I'm very rarely living in the moment. I have to be very present and remind myself. And it's always just like, what's next? Until we die. Like everything is like, Get a house, pay the bills, do that, get married, have children, blah, 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 raise the kids, be a grandma, and then you're dead. Like, that's just sort of like goal, 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 as opposed to just living in the moment where you are and appreciating. Well, and it's rooted in gratitude. It's rooted in gratitude. It's like, like, it's rooted in like, how lucky am I to be here in my magic meat skeleton? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Like, none of this makes any sense at all. Like, like let's just be real. True. Like, consciousness makes no sense. None. Like, whatsoever. But, like, the Hawaiians didn't care. Like, they, they just, they just were connected to their personal, like, what am I trying to say? They were connected to their experience in such a grounded way and with such a broad perspective of understanding how things are interconnected, you know? Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. All right, so I don't want to be on your podcast for 85 hours, so I'm going to tell you about Pelly. Lies. Okay. So... um. So ancient legends of Pele are wrought with fierce feuds and jealous outbursts. I can relate. Go on. 
One story tells how <laughs> that's Kelly, Carrie's morning. Sorry. Um, yeah, right. Shut up. One story tells of how Pele, who is one of the daughters and seven sons born to Haumea, which is like our mother goddess. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, our earth goddess, I guess you could say, kind of, you know? So one story tells of how Pele, one of the six daughters and seven sons born to Haumea and Kane, who is like the head god guy, like, like kind of an Apollo figure. Yes, exactly, Laurel. Well played. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, one of six daughters and seven born seven sons born to Haumea and Kane, creator of the sky, earth, and the heavens, right? Very Zeus like. Very Zeus, yep. Mm-hmm. Came to Hawaii God. after now check this shit out. Came to Hawaii after being exiled from Tahiti. By her father because of her temper. Keep going. I like this. I just love this woman. I'm like, go on. Yeah, she fought with her elder sister, Nama Kao Kahai, the water goddess. Please don't ask me to say that. Nama Kao Kahai. Nama Kao Kahai. Okay. Yeah, dude, you're doing great. Whose husband Pele had seduced. Ooh. I'm not gonna say that I've done that, but you know, I bet most, most Laura has. of the lovers, most of the lovers that Pele took were not lucky enough to escape with their lives. So she's like the praying mantis of She's like with a black widow or what is No get this? So Pele's oldest brother. Kamo Hoali'i, Kamo the king of Ho'ali'i. the chest. Okay. Of the what? Kamo, Kamo. Hoali'i. Li'i, okay. The king of the sharks gave her a canoe that she and several of her siblings paddled across the sea, all the while battling with her sister, Nama Kaukaha'i, the water goddess. So basically, they were escaping Tahiti because she fucked all the shit up, right? Her brother <laughs> gave her a canoe. Her brother gave her a canoe and was like, get the fuck out of here, right? But the water goddess, her sister is like, fuck you. You're going to get, like, tidal waves and... Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Pele first landed on the island of Kauai. Um, but every time she thrust her o'o, which is o'okina-o. Okay. It's a digging It's a farming implement. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a digging stick. But it's, like, also, like, because I told you Hawaiians, like, are so, like, like, it's not just a digging stick. It's about creation. It's about Sure, tilling the earth, kind of, yeah. Not just a digging stick, right? Okay. So, um, but every time she thrust her o'o into the earth to dig a pit for her home, Nama Kaokahai would flood the pits. Okay. Sister, whose husband she tried to bang, right? <laughs> Pele moved down the chain of islands in order of their geological formation, eventually landing on the big island where she resides today. So that's the island of Hawaii. Okay, right? and that's okay. okay. Yeah. 
So that's where she ended up, and that was her home. Like, Kilauea Crater is, like, literally, like, the center of... Of her home. Okay. Yeah. So she started on the smaller islands and then ended up working her way to the big island. Okay. Yeah, because her sister wouldn't let her rest because she was mad because she tried to bang her dude. And because it was the biggest island, the sister couldn't exactly flood it, and so she was safe in the big island? I, uh, that's not quite right. Um, oh, okay. She made the island big so she or her sister couldn't flood it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so uh, a little side note about the Hawaiian pantheon. <clears throat> so there's four main gods in the Hawaiian pantheon. Uh, Ku, Kane, Lono, and Kanaloa. Ku is the god of war. Kane is the Zeus type guy. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, Pele's father. Lono, Lono is the god of agriculture and bounty. And Kanaloa is the goddess, the god of the sea. Okay. So those are the four main Main ones. Gods. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are 400 gods and goddesses underneath that structure. Okay, I was just going to say, that sounds so much easier than the Greek and the Roman mythology, but no, it's not. Or the Hindu. It's not. Or the the Hindu, yeah. Yeah, it's same, 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 same. But there's Mm -hmm. also, like, different, like, strata of, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, goddesses, things. So, like, there's, um... So there's there a hierarchy are, within there? So there's the four main ones, right? There's the 400, like, second in line, right? But then there's also uh, something called um, Na Uhihipili, which are the, like, spirits. Like the okay. paranormal kind. You okay. know what I mean? And then there's also the gardens, which are called Na Amukua, not so every Kua. family in oh. Hawaii has a guardian spirit. And an Amakua. Yeah, my family just happens to be the shark. But, like, every family has, like, a guardian, like, I don't know what else to call it. Like, a guardian spirit kind of thing. I've heard so about I'm the Amakua. Yeah, it's like a spirit animal. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the no, Amakua from like Cher. Spirit animal? No, no what is it? Like- Spirit animal, because, like, I feel like with spirit animal, like, there's a connotation of, like, you have some of the characteristics of that animal, but, like, an amakua is more of, like, a guardian. Like, it's more of somebody, it's almost kind of like a guardian angel kind of vibe. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, my friend Cher, she was also raised in Hawaii, and her amakua was a white owl. Kind of, which yeah. is which is that's why a, you know what that's called. That's called a pueo, and they're native to Hawaii. That's the only place in the whole world that owl exists. That's what she said. Yes, and, and not only that, if you see one, it is the biggest sign of good luck. Like you don't wow. see them, and if you see them, they chose to show themselves to you, and like something well, good is gonna happen. What was crazy was we had had this conversation and she was explaining Amakua to me. And then we were headed, this was years ago in like the late 90s. We were headed to this guy's house. She knew and we were driving down this dirt road. And 
all of a sudden, this white owl flew in front of her Jeep and she hit the brakes and she was like, did you see that? And I said, uh, yeah, I did. She goes, we can't go. We need to turn around. I don't want to go. Like it literally like flew in front of her Jeep. And she was like, we're not going. She's like, absolutely not. We're not going. We heard a few days later that that house we were going to was raided by the police for guns and drugs. I'm telling you, dude, owls are such a big deal. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You saw my video, right, of them like hooting in my yard? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I digress again. I believe in them. I think they're, I think they're real. Yeah, me too. I believe in birds, and I still can okay. stand by that shit. <laughs> you believe in birds? Yeah. I do. <clears throat> okay, so into the meat of some cool stories about Pivot, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, in addition to being recognized as a goddess of volcanoes, Pele is also known for her power, her passion, jealousy, and capriciousness. I mean, you're, you could be talking about me. I'm not saying you are because I don't I mean, want to make her mad, but... How awesome is that word? Capriciousness. Capriciousness, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. She has numerous siblings, including Kane um, Nilohai, okay. Kamo Ho'ali'i, Namaka, and numerous sisters named Hiyaka. But the most famous... Hiyaka, name, yes. I've heard of her. See, you're doing it so good, Carrie. You're like, you're doing awesome. Okay. The most famous being Hiyaka Kapoli Pele, which is Hiyaka of Pele. So, like, this is, like, the sister that was, like, her, like, special sister to the point where her name, like, her sister's name was part of her name. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, very close. Uh, very, okay. Yeah, it actually translates, get this shit, it actually translates to Hiyaka in the bosom of Pele. Okay. Like, that's what it actually translates to. But once again, like, coins don't ever say what they mean. So, like, it just means, like, special sister of Pele. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what we call Laura. To me. Yeah. yeah. Laura in the bosom of Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a bumper sticker. I mean, but let's say it in Hawaiian because that just sounds classier. But so, but so, to give you an idea of where Pele stands in the Pantheon, um... Her siblings include deities of various types, not just one type, various types of wind, rain, fire, ocean wave forms, cloud Mm. forms. Her special and sacred home is the pit called Halima'uma'u at the summit caldera of Kilauea. Kilauea, okay. Which is also, the big island is like a white people term, like the island is actually called the island of Hawaii. But whatever. Okay. Uh, but that Kilauea is one of the Earth's most active volcanoes. But her domain encompasses all volcanic activity on the Big Island of Hawaii. Okay. <clears throat> this ancient Hawaiian art, the ancient Hawaiians personified all natural forces as gods and goddesses. So sure. it's very like kind of like Druid style, where like. Oh, okay. A rock has an energy. A tree has an energy. Like, if you kill something to eat it, you give thanks to its... For giving you sustenance. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of zone. Sure. Uh, uh, 
The, so they personified all natural forces as gods and goddesses, and thus Pele continues to make her majesty known from the mountain to the sea, the stark landscape, a reminder of her power to both create and destroy. I love it. I am here for this girl. It reminds me of the Hindu goddess. Um, ah, crap. I'm forgetting her name. Kali. Yes. Because she's a creator and destroyer too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. K-A-L-I, Kali? Yeah, Kali. Yeah. So Hawaiians believe in 40,000 gods. Whoa. But Pele is in the highest echelon for obvious reasons. Pele created Hawaii. She is that primordial force that exists within all land masses, and she can be vengeful. So watch out. So is it just Hawaii's volcanoes or all of them? throughout the world just hawaii's volcanoes because she put her digging stick in the ground and she oh, okay. that land. all right let's right? take a look at one of uh like let's take a look at kilauea yeah man it's beautiful it is fucking molten rock what right yeah yes my god and ha- so have you been up there like have you 100 okay yeah like this is something that like hawaii kids do like when i like the first time i went to the big island was when i was six whoa all right. and like went to the lava tubes and then also here's another fun fact so in uh i should probably google this so mm, i'm not gonna get these dates right but like in the early uh, 1820. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ish. Mark right. Twain. Mark Twain went to Hawaii. Right? Okay. And and if you go up to the volcano house, which you can't go to anymore because like the lava last lava flow like took out all the roads, but like it was like an observation thing over the crater. Okay. But the crater when I was a kid is like a dead crater. So we would hike across it and like learn about like what plants grow out of lava and like science stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. But when Mark Twain was there, it was legitimately a lake of fire and he writes about it. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. That had to be a trek too. Yeah. That was a long trip. Can you imagine how remote that was? Like that was like probably like a three week trip on a fucking boat from San Francisco. Right. And then it was like a three week trek to San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. I can't believe you've actually like been down to, I guess. Dude, 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 dude. Like, sorry, I'm going to nerd the fuck out on you right now. Okay, There are these things called lava tubes. I know. Lava tubes Yes, I do. I've seen videos of them, and even Cher was like, lava tubes are amazing. Dude, I've been to lava Flagstaff of all places and hiked down. No, they have them all over the place. But basically, how a lava lava tube is formed is that there's like an underground river of this like molten rock, right? Sure. But that, but it's like, it's like, you know, I don't know what the fuck. Like, it's like 30 feet of a tube, like a big. Okay. So I'm thinking a tube, like maybe. What happens is the lava that's running through the tube is going so fast that it doesn't cool down. But the outsides of the tube, 
cool down, right? Sure. And turn okay. into rock, right? Okay. And then all the lava runs out and you're left with a tube. And then all this weird, super specific life forms in these lava tubes. Oh, really? Like organisms and fish and spiders and all kinds of fucking shit that don't exist anywhere else in the world but inside these tubes. Really? See, I just thought it was just like a rock tube. No, it becomes this whole ecosystem. Oh my God. We need to research that, Laura. That sounds really amazing. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to tell you one more story about Pele and then I'm going to let you do the spooky stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. God, I hope so, I don't disappoint because you're really building her up and I'm like, oh, I hope I got the good stories. <laughs> no, but they're all good stories because they're awesome. Okay. So, so Pele is a shapeshifter. Okay. Okay. And can easily appear in human form. Um, if you ever see her, give her the respect she deserves or suffer the consequences. Again, I relate. She's She and I are like this, really. I know. So one of the best known mo'olelo, and mo'olelo means story in Hawaiian. Mo'olelo, like, okay. Hawaiian, it's like more loaded than just story. It's like teachings sure okay like, eh, you know what i mean okay so one of the best mo'olelo is the saga of hiiaka kapolio pele the volcano deity's youngest and most beloved sister also referred to commonly as hiiaka as we mentioned before right it is the story of the rivalry between her and pele beginning with the journey of Hiyaka to Kauai to retrieve Pele's lover, Lohiao. Oh my. From retrieve her him. Home. Yeah, because they were having the like banging on the side. So she was gonna go bring him to Pele? Him back. Oh. No, she was gonna no. take him from Pele. Oh. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Because he reached out for help because he's like, this bitch cray, I wanna go home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've had a number of those too. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's so true that Pele asked, asked her sisters to leave her alone. They all quickly refused, except for the beloved Hiyaka. She agreed that she would undertake the difficult task of leaving Lohiao for Pele, but changed her mind before her departure and went to go pick up Lohiao, but she had already killed him. So Hihiaka had killed him, but told no, Pele. Pele. So, so Pele was holding him hostage. Um, then she tried to make nicey-nicey with her sister, and her sister was like, let me just come get him. Like, like don't be cray. And she's like, yeah, just come get him. But then when she got here, she killed him. Okay, I have not done that. That's where she and I part ways. <laughs> but that's why she's made of molten rock. Wow. She's fiery. She's unpredictable. She's uncontrollable. She's she does not care. Like the girl does not care, Carrie. Yeah. That <laughs> I can relate to. I just have never killed anybody, even though they might have deserved it now and then. 
After a journey of many days, Hiyaka arrived at Kauai and was told that Lohio's body was ready. Hiyaka was then burdened with the task of retrieving the body. During this process, she captured and then returned the spirit of Lohiao. Here comes the paranormal. Karen. Love it. Go on. Keep going. Put it back into his body. Yeah. Lohiao was then brought back to life. Okay. And Hiyaka was able to continue fulfilling her promise of being his lover. So she brought him back to life. Pele had to be furious. I bet she was soups pissed. Right? I bet she went crazy. this dude must be magic. Despite the faithful devotions of Hiyaka to her sister Pele, during this prolonged absence, Pele became fearful that Hiyaka had betrayed her. It was taking too long. Acting in jealous distress, Pele set fire to the beloved Ohia groves. So Ohia is a, um, oh shit, what's that called in English? Uh, it's like a... <laughs> it's called, it's like a red, it's like a red, like spiky flower. Oh, okay. Like I'll a bird of it. paradise? No, fuck. Orchid? No. Um, we'll come back to that. But anyway, oh, all right. um, she's so that it's a it's a it's a beloved flower in Hawaii, and it was sacred to her because it looks like fire. It's like a red, spiky kind of. Does flower. it have? Oh, spiky. Okay, I was like, does it have like a center that's yellow? It's got like a whole bunch of like, like. God damn it. Okay. We'll come to this. Anyway. Hawaiian listeners, educate Aaron. Message us. It's fine. (laughs) It's it's basically like these were sacred flowers and it was a whole grove. And to spite her, she set fire to all of it. Um, I mean, I might do that. I've been mad at a bitch like that before. The beloved Ohia groves and covered her sister's best friend with lava, killing her too. Yeah. Yeah. That's harsh. And then... That's some anger issues. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And then it says, tradition tells us that Hiyaka was blessed with uh, the gift of farsight, a.k.a. clairvoyance. Okay. And so she was able to see this act of rage by Pele coming. Prepared to confront Pele, Hiyaka arrived at the rim of Kilauea with her reincarnated lover, Lohiao. This is... Hiyaka taught Lohiao incantations to protect himself from the flames of Pele, and the two embraced on the sacred terrace on the edge of the caldera of the volcano, Kaho Ali'i. Pele was enraged. She ordered her and her other sisters to kill everybody as punishment. Oh they, my... hesitate. they hesitate, so she kills everybody anyway. I really need this to be a freaking soap opera. Like, Moana didn't touch on any of this. <laughs> but this is why I wanted to tell you about her. Because, like, since I was a little kid, I was like... <clears throat> I, 
she's fascinating. Why is it? Mm. Should we be alarmed, Erin, that you and I are like, she's great. I mean, you know that I have a missed calling as an arson. It's true. Whoa. It's true. I, 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 you know, I guess start with small fires. You know what I mean? Just little ones. I love my little candle. I like to watch the flames dance. Um, wow. So that is what I have to share with you. Clearly, there's so much more, and I hope I didn't bore you with too many details. God, no. That was amazing. That was super interesting. Uh, right. But I, I just, I've always just, like, because, like, there's a thing in Hawaiian culture where, like, like, we're intensely, like, um... Like, you don't want to make trouble for people. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, yeah. Like, you don't, you don't cause trouble. You don't, you know, like. Be dramatic or be rude or. Don't be dramatic. Like, you know, you're raised like somebody always has it worse than you. Like, shut up already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. As a little kid, like, Pele just like killing everybody because she was mad. I was like, wow. <laughs> tell me more about her um that's a fascinating story great job great job thank you you've raised the bar for laura's part so uh-huh. <laughs> she flipped me off that's, listen that's what i got like i i like honestly like it's like i said it's my first time <laughs> good job Good job. You did great. You did really, really great. That's fascinating. And now I'm concerned because now I'm like, oh, it's my part. And um, the encounters that people have had with Pele, uh, I hope I do her justice. So, guys, we will be right back. I just need to take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, I think I did the thing. Yes, you did the thing. You did it fantastically. (laughs) Guys, we will be right back. Um, It'll be a blip of time to you, but we will be right back. Okay, so we are back um, in a blip of time for you guys. Uh, We're going to do my part now, which are the actual Pele encounters. Um, Let me get my sources up here. So my sources for this episode are shakaguide.com, Hawaii's best podcast, Vice this is all .com, guys. Vice, Weird Hawaii, Hawaii Magazine, uh, Multigos.wordpress, Snopes, yes, Snopes, and Live Science, all .com. So I do want to say that the photo courtesies will be listed in our show notes, um, and they are all from Hawaii Magazine. So I want to say that as well. So Kilauea is one of the world's most uh oh did i go back to the oh i did i lost her listen she's done here i am she's done we don't need her anymore i got tired of your shit and i left i feel like that's what happened um (laughs) listen she said apart do you like how carrie is not like scared in the slightest that i would actually like walk out (laughs) a little yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I Go hit the on. I hit the wrong button. Okay. 
Um, we which side note, we got a review on Apple Podcasts that was like, "This show is in desperate need of a producer." Air quote. Carrie uh, needs help producing the show because it's disorganized. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Like. Uh oh, you're frozen. I like you. Oh. Oh no. Oh, they wait. Maybe you're blurry. We hear you, but you're kind of blurry. Hold on. Internet. Okay. We're going to pause. I like that you, it, to that you reset. didn't bring up the fact that they're like, she interrupts Laura too much. <laughs> she interrupts. Yes. That's the other thing. They were like, she, Carrie interrupts Laura all the time with stale jokes and keeps <gasps> with the joke until Laura laughs. And I was like, you need to just laugh at all my jokes immediately. That fixes that problem. Right. Apparently, I'm not responding quickly enough. <laughs> you're like a little kid. You gotta. You're like Zane. You gotta tell me twelve times until I acknowledge you. Like I mean, okay, like I fucking laugh already. It's stupid. Got it. Duh. <laughs> anyway, um, what it, my stale joke was gonna be? Listen, Erin did her part. We don't need her anymore. It's just me and Laura again. Um, <laughs> Asshole. Uh, yes, a little bit. Sorry. Okay, we're back, and you, your internet's good, and I. All right, we're we're all fine. Okay. So. Kilauea is one of the world's most active volcanoes. It is a shield-type volcano that makes up the southeastern side of the Big Island of Hawaii. What is happening? You're oh okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> the volcano rises. Hey, hey, yes. Hey, I need you to stop. The proper pronunciation. Here we go. Aaron, write that down. Is Hawaii. Hawaii. With like a little apostrophe between the eyes? It's not an apostrophe. It's an okina. Okina. And it's a backwards apostrophe. Thank you. Yes. So it's Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. Uh, Southeastern side of the big island of Hawaii. The volcano... (laughs) Then she throws in Spanish. (laughs) Rises 4,190 feet above sea level and is about 14%... Percent? Wow. I've been in the South far too long. I'm all, and then next we're going to West Virginia. (laughs) Well, and also I'm going to interrupt you and tell you another fun fact because apparently, even though this is your part, I still have things to say. (laughs) Uh, If you actually measure from the seafloor to the top of this volcano, it's it's the tallest mountain in the world. Taller than Everest? Yes. Really? Because it starts from the seafloor. It's Ooh. not just from, yeah. That's fascinating. That is a fun fact. Follow I like me, that. Follow me for more volcano tips. Right. <laughs> EKB, breakbeat DJ and volcanologist. Um, <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I? It is about 14% of the land area of the big island the summit caldera and aaron i'm gonna need your help the summit caldera contains a lava lake known as how oh jesus um hale hale ma'u ma'u okay hale ma'u ma'u okay perfect okay so good yay hale ma'u ma'u that is said to be the home as Aaron mentioned, of the Hawaiian volcano goddess Pele. Now, 
To the casual observer, um, Kilauea appears to be part of the larger volcano, Mauna Loa. Um, but geological data indicates that it's actually a separate volcano with its own vent and conduit system. Oh my now, God, I'm so proud of you now. Thank you. Uh, Kilauea has had more than 60 recorded eruptions in the current cycle, according to the USGS. And it has been erupting on a continuous basis since 1983. And I do have a picture of that. Here we go. Here is one of the eruptions, um, which I think this is so beautiful. It's not a video. It's just a photograph, but... That's it going into the water. It's gorgeous. I mean, just, beautiful. yes, like you're watching land being created. I, I cannot. That's so, like, that, that is a physical picture of Pele's power. Yes. Like, she is the, cre- like she creates land. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love like, it. Picture perfect Hawaiian the lava flow into the ocean and all the steam and the water cooling it yeah yeah it's just it's just a beautiful i mean i don't know too many other places where this is like land you know this is happening on a fairly consistent basis right yeah exactly well, and, like, it's so weird because growing up in hawaii like this is just a normal thing that happens I know, and the rest of us are like, ooh, ah, this is amazing. Yeah, but we're like, oh, yeah, volcano, you know what I mean? Like, cool. Seriously, like, when you, because Kilauea just recently erupted, and people were like, well, all right. Meanwhile, news was covering it everywhere. They were like, look, it's erupting, look at the smoke, look at the ash cloud, look at this, look at that. And Hawaiians were like, well, all right. It's Tuesday. Yeah, is the street going to be blocked? Can I get to work? Like, I don't know, whatever. Um, so that, the whole dynamic is is really fascinating. Um, now, on May 3rd, 2018, the volcano erupted dramatically. And several, it happened several hours after a 5.0 earthquake hit the big island. Um The eruption spewed lava into residential subdivisions um, in the Puna district of the Big Island, prompting mandatory evacuations of the Leilani Estates and the... Yeah, it filled up the entire bay. It what? It filled up the entire bay. There was this huge bay on the Big Island. Okay. Of like... That was like a fishing haven and okay. like a housing development. And she just filled it all up with lava. Like She was like, that of- we're that done with this of- now. <laughs> yes, we're done with this. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the volcano has destroyed hundreds of homes and other structures that are frequently damaged. Um, it, it's also frequently damaged local utilities and roads. Um, activity at the summit along the rift zones can be observed online through webcams that they have been placed within the caldera. Um, and the information on Kilauea's activity is updated daily on the USGS website, which I did check out, um, largely because, you know, Kilauea has been active in the last, what, several weeks? Um, yeah. I did check it out, and I- I'm like, who-, who had to put that there? 
you know what? We need a webcams place and you're going to be the one to do it. Uh, it's rumbling, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just put the suit on and uh, just go put those webcams so that everybody can see and what's going on. There are people that could, cannot wait. They're like, perfect. Give me the suit. Like, volcanologists are a separate breed. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. And you know, it's super hokey. Super hokey. But one of my favorite movies is um, Volcano, about the volcano that erupts under L.A. and it was with Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche. I love well, the I'm idea of that. Is I'm, no, I'm just disappointed in you now because you were supposed to say Joe and the Volcano with Tom Hanks. No, no. <laughs> my mother is so in love with Tom Hanks. And every time she talks about him, he's in an article. I don't know what the hell he does. She's like... He is the best actor. He has never made a move, a bad movie. And I'm like, Joe versus the volcano. And she goes, okay, there's one movie. I'm like, all right. No, it's not that bad. I actually kind of enjoy it. Oh my God. Well, you know what? It's fun. Especially the part where they throw the virgin in the volcano. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay, so yeah, webcams are on the volcano, and um, some excited dude put them there. Um, so, like Erin mentioned, she is sometimes referred to by Hawaiians as Madame Pele or Tutu Pele, using the Hawaiian word for grandmother. Um, she is the goddess of volcanoes and fire, representing both creation and destruction. Um, yep. She resides, here we go again. Uh, She resides inside the Halema Uma'u. No, try again. Uh, Hale Ma'u. Oh, okay. Hale Ma'u Ma'u. Okay, so it's two words. It's Hale, which means house, H-A-L-E. Hale Ma'u Ma'u. Okay, so Hale and Ma. Nope, Look no, like no. one word. Hale Mauma'u. Perfect. Yay. Okay. Hey, you're way better at this than you thought. Thank you. I mean, it helps if you break it down. So um, she resides in the Hale Mauma'u crater at the summit of the Kilauea volcano and causes its lava to flow at her will. Aptly. Yep. As Erin mentioned, and I was delighted to hear this, she is known for being fiery, jealous, even vengeful to some. On all accounts, a formidable force to be reckoned with. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I mean, God, I want to be here when zero I grow fuck. up. Like, uh, zero fucks. Zero fucks. Like, burn your house down, no fucks. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Fill up your bay. I mean, we're done with these yeah, fish. Fill up your bay. Right. <laughs> these left eye on steroids. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, how rare is it in 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 mythology? Like, if you look at it, like, here's the burden of my education, right? Like, I can't just think about one thing at a time, right? Like, I have to think about all the things, right, all the time, right, right. But like. How rare is it in mythology? Like if like like, and I am by no means an expert, but like I know about Greek mythology, I know about Roman mythology, I know about yeah. Russian mythology, I know about uh, Micronesian mythology, I know about Buddhist mythology. I know sure, about a lot of different things, right? Right. Yeah. 
there are so few female characters that are so unapologetically them. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And those are, and they and they wield their power precisely because of that. Yes. To this day, to this day, like you don't ever hear about like well, you know, Athena. She was she decided that oh, she was and, yeah. Like, Athena was amazing by the way, and she did not She's my she favorite did. Greek goddess. Favorite. When we went to the museums in London and France, I was like, oh, Athena. I she's my, oh my favorite. Oh my god, when I went to when I went to Delphi and I went to the Oracles in Greece. Yeah. I was like, I also I also like to do drugs and tell stories. <laughs> Because do you know about the, the the oracles in Greece? Like they were like yeah. doing all opium, right? And like, yeah, and there was like, oh, oh my god! I just thought of this. Holy shit! I just broke my own brain. Oh my god! <laughs> they have volcanic uh, fissures in Greece that were part of the sacred element of the oracle. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So they were probably like mostly asphyxiated while on their opium. I mean, probably. Yeah, that was that was a heavy hit. Wow. All right. Anyway, I digress. Go anyway, on. okay. Where was I? Oh, okay. Here we go. So, beyond showing herself through lava flows, Pele is off is also said to appear in the form of a young, beautiful maiden or an old woman often wearing white and accompanied by a white dog. It's very common for locals to relate encounters they've had with her over the years, Um, such as like spotting her along the side of the road, like you had mentioned, um, or seeing her walking by herself while hiking the crater. Now, when Pele is angry, um, however, she becomes a kawahine I Honua. Okay, almost. Okay. So Ka is the the okay. Wahine. Wahine. Okay. Is woman. So Kawahine. Kawahine. Okay. And the next word. Uh, I A I I E. Spell it. Spell it. A I. I. AI. AI. It's I. actually okay. I'm gonna get real nerdy on you. So that's called a diphthong. <laughs> okay. That's called a that's called a diphthong if you know about language things. Okay. And so you can okay. It's gonna get real nerdy, and I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> but so a diphthong is a way of coupling vowels. Right? Okay, okay. So, so AI could be I, or it could be IE. IE, okay. It's like, kind of like Chinese. Do okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Chinese, it's all about intonation. Yeah. So, Kawahine, I. I. Honua. Honua? Honua. Yeah. Kawahine, I, Honua. Oh my God, you did so good. Yay. Okay. So I'm when... impressed. 
So when I, Bella, I was like coming on this podcast to make fun of you, and here you are just doing a good job and shit. Um. When Pele is angry, however, she becomes Kawahine Aihonua, or the woman, yay, or the woman who devours the earth, and is said to appear as a woman engulfed in fire or simply as fire itself. So tales of encounters with her, again, drivers picked up an old woman dressed in all white on the roads of Kilauea National Park, only to look in the mirror and find the back seat empty. Others say Pele's face. So many people. So, so many. many people. Yes. Like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people. Like they were like, I picked her up because I'm not stupid. Right? Like, well, that's even good. If you're not superstitious or religious, you see an old lady on the side of the road needing a ride, you pick her up because we're Hawaiians. Right, right. right. Well, then you look, in the, you look in the back seat, she's not there anymore. She's not there anymore. But she just wants she's she's jealous. She's she's basic. Like Pele is Who's gonna show me the respect that I'm due and who's just gonna drive on by? Yeah, and then she just pieces out. Like she doesn't even do you the courtesy of being like, Yeah, like I showed myself to you. Like she could not care less. Like (laughs) this woman does not care. Yeah, for sure. have to. She creates land. I mean, you know what I mean? And like, I just think that, like, that's the thing is that, and like, the weirdest thing about it, Carrie, is that people in Hawaii don't blink. They're like, yeah, I picked up the lady in the white dress because of the white coat and the white hair. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, it's Pele. And then I looked in my backseat and she wasn't there. And then I went home and I ate chicken. Yeah. And she kind of allowed them to do that. If you had ignored her, some shit would have been bad for him. Unbelievably normal about it. Yeah. You know, like they just like, that's the thing. Hawaiians can exist in two different spaces at the same time. It's a beautiful thing. I really love it. That's what I was trying to express. I'm like, we're just different. Like, yeah. Like we we can we can we can hold the paranormal in one hand and the and the physical reality in one hand at the same time and not think it's weird, right? And be in either space and be uh, like okay with both. Yeah, yeah, right? I love that. I love that. Um, others say, and this is probably one of my favorite, and I've got some photos to share with you guys. Um, others say that Pele's face has mysteriously appeared in their photos of the lava lake within the crater or molten lava flows. So let's take a look at some of them. So this one is a photograph that I got from Hawaiian Mag- Hawaii Magazine. Um, this is a tourist or a visitor. Um, so I blocked out her face cause she's her and her baby with the volcano erupting behind her. Um, to just kind of look at it, it's sort of nondescript. You see some like hotter spots on the edges, bottom edges of the, of the volcano, the eruption, and then like the fire. Um, but when you look at it a little closer, 
on the left side, close to like where her hair is at, you start to see the image of a face coming out there of she fire. Is. And she has long, kinky Hawaiian hair. And yeah. that is what the fire is showing. Like the smoke is her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've seen volcanoes erupt. Like, there's a lot of, you can, you know, it's kind of like looking at clouds. Like, you can make shit out of, you know. So you're thinking there's like a, there might be a matrixing that's happening. Well, and obviously, like, we want to see her face, right? Like, we're in awe of of her. Like, if you watch a volcano erupt, you're like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, you can't help but be, but like, it is spiritual. It is bigger than real life, right? Like, it's, it's, I think it's like, it's like at like 20 or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, this one is very difficult, though. You want to see her face, but like, honestly, I don't think that that is, um, I don't think that it's like, I know this is stupid, but it's not, it's, it's neither here nor there, right? Like, her presence is being shown, whether you see a face in the volcano or not. Or not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's very difficult with this, though, to not, like, even if we weren't talking about Pele, we weren't talking about how, like, she has shown herself in photos of the lava or the, you know... To look at this far left side, like it looks like a woman's face. You've got the brow bone, the nose, the mouth, the chin, like the, it's, it's wild. Also like the, that's also the feeling you get when you look at the picture. Like, don't you feel power? Mm-hmm. Like it's power. Like it's feminine, unapologetic power. Yeah. It's pretty and amazing. And whether it's a face or or just a picture of a volcano, like I don't think that matters that much. No. No, because as much as 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 common as Kilauea is for people that live around it, if it were to really erupt and become devastating, everybody that reveres it would fear it would run like the just it it's just one of those things that like but it's more than that carrie like we are all in awe of her power yeah like we like think about it think about this shit okay and i don't mean to make it all about me but like of all the places for me to be born right yeah i was born in the middle of the pacific ocean right 2,700 miles away from any other landmass with an active volcano. Yeah. So, like, we, we, like, like, like I said, like, Hawaiians don't separate things. Like, I am born of this land. Like, like, every, every, like, when we look at the volcano, we're not like, oh, no, we're going to die. Because, like... Like, well, but like, like I grew up with tsunami watches. Like, like, I mean, okay. Hawaii doesn't have tornadoes. Hawaii doesn't have, uh, blizzards, but like most of the natural disasters, right? Right. Yeah. 
hurricanes. Like we just live in the face of the fact that we are are vulnerable, and that's okay because that's how we grew up. But I mean, if this volcano were to really like, if she were to really lose her shit, okay. So, so there, are there is a, a healthy, respectful fear. Of her as right. well. But also, but also, like, you have to understand, like, let me rephrase that. You don't have to understand. Let me explain to you. That wasn't nice. <laughs> let me explain to you that, like, when you grow up with this just being a part of your life, yeah, you don't, you don't see it as a risk. It's just your life. It just is what it Do you is. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. just it is what it is. And there are people, because you know how expensive it is to like even just live in Hawaii? Yeah. People buy fucking property in the lava flow zone. You can't even get homeowners insurance. And they're like, Whoa. if it burns down, it burns down. I just mean, to the live there. The day, at the end of the day, we are just tenants. Like it's in her, her home. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like we are like like we don't even like have squatters rights. If wow, that's interesting. She's gonna take it. Like, that's true. That's it's true. Not, it's not ours. And that's the thing about Hawaiians is that we have a different idea of ownership. That's interesting. I like that. Laura, what's your thought on it? Well, the living in the lava flows thing, I'm going to have to say no. Hard pass, but, yeah. Um, having no, been to Hawaii, like, I can see why... That. I can see the um, the draw, though. Like, as soon as I got to Kauai, I was, like... And, like, kind of started... Like, just leaving the airport and getting, like, a feel of the island and stuff. I was like, I wonder what it fucking takes to live here. Like, it's just... So beautiful and slow, like slow, but not in a bad way, like just relaxing. Like you feel this like weight coming off you of having the like peace, you know, but um, everybody seems very like chill. I have to tell you, Kauai is not like any of the other islands. Kauai is a sacred space. And everybody, even though, like, all of us that grew up in Hawaii, like, we're just, like, surrounded by all this majesty and shit. Like, we're used to it, right? Like, Green Valleys, like... You don't know anything different, yeah. To the podcast listeners, do you know where I grew up? Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Have you ever seen Lost? That was my backyard. Like, I literally wandered around those valleys. Like... You know, that was, yeah. it was just a thing. But like, when Hawaiians go to Kauai, like, we're like, oh. Like, it's different. It's like Sedona, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's, it, there's, That's different. There's something else going on in Kauai, dude. I'm telling you. It's, yeah, I mean, I can't, that's the only place I've ever been in Hawaii, but I, I actually never thought that I would actually enjoy visiting it just because it's like, so over tourists and like you know yeah like i feel like a, well, over a lot of parts yeah so you know i didn't know like and how much i would like and it's so expensive but then when i went there i was like oh i get it why people come here yeah <laughs> like it's it's beautiful well, you know what you guys like i don't care how long it takes us to achieve 
this vision, but I really want to take you and show you where I grew up. Like, That'd be awesome. I want to go together and I just want to show you, like, because, like, this is why this, like, podcast meant so much to me is that, like, yes, the story is about Pele and, like, yes, I have this fascination with this personality because, like, clearly I'm projecting, you know. Obviously. <laughs> you see a lot of her in me. I get it. Go on. Well, but, like, Carrie, there's a reason we're friends. Yes. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, but, like, um... I would love to actually like show you, you know, because that would actually be better than just to be a tourist and just go and see things in a guidebook, but to have like you. But like, here's the thing. Here is the gift and the burden of middle age. Okay. (laughs) Is that I have. She went there, Laura. Well, I'm going to be 48 next year and I look great. I mean, I'm going to be 46, so it's fun. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about that. But what I'm saying is that I have the gift of some life experience, right? That's fair. I have the gift of perspective, right? Yeah. And also, I am very lucky because I happen to be really fucking smart, right? I mean, debatable, but go on. Sometimes that's hard to navigate. Laura, I think you can relate. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you for picking me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, like, if you look at the world in a certain kind of way, like, it's it's heavy sometimes, right? But, like, as I get older, like, I am so thankful. Like, I, I don't even have words. Like, I wish I could explain to you guys, because I can't, like, I can't, but... I'm so thankful to be from somewhere. Yeah. And and so thankful to like have a connection to these stories and this energy and like to be in a place that's so volatile and culturally diverse. Like Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I would not be me if I didn't grow up there. Like I think that you being on the show and explaining this um, as a native Hawaiian is crucial. I think it's it's been really beneficial um, to our listeners who just, you know, people go there and they're like, oh, we want to go to Hawaii. It's beautiful and volcanoes and surfing and, you know, the beaches. And there's so much more to, more to it than that. And you're, you're telling us what that is. And I think that's really important. Um, well, I just thank you so much for giving me a platform to tell you about things that I think are so interesting and complicated. And like, I love you extra because you're like, yeah, Pellet's cool. I love her. I'm, I really feel you're like, like oh, she's my, my everybody. <laughs> I remember one of my favorite things about Pele was... Um, I was in my geography, uh, not geography, geology class, and I thought it was so fascinating the formations that you get um, in Hawaii, where you get the Pele's hair okay. formations so, and stuff. Oh, like, wait, I'm going to talk about oh, that. It's okay. volcanic. Right, right, right. Yes. I'm going right. to talk okay, about that. So, 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 right, so right. Pele's hair. No, no, let me tell it. Okay. You, you, let me tell it, and then you add to it. 
So, there are tiny strands of volcanic glass found around Hawaii's islands um, and the active craters that are often referred to as Pele's hair. The hair is created when molten lava spatter is stretched into very thin filaments by the wind. So let's have a look at Pele's hair. It's so fucking cool. It's everywhere. Like, excuse me. Who doesn't think volcanic glass is cool? I mean, really. That's glass, you guys. It's not grass. It's not, you know, whatever else you might see growing at a beach. That's glass. It's remarkable. That's her power. Like, LA just, she exists outside of all of us. Yeah. It's really, I mean, God, that's, that's, it's glass. You guys, I can't even stop with that. I'm like, what the hell? But you can see, like, the glimmer and I think it's so interesting in a time and space where we're all apologizing to each other constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry I did this. Sorry I did that. I love you. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, we've all been through it, right? Right, yeah. But, like, I think I look at pictures of that class and I'm like, she doesn't make up any apologies to anybody. To anybody, for anything, no. For any reason. And, like, does that make her great? No, she's a dick. <laughs> you know? Right. But does she care? Also, no. Yeah. Yeah. We she just, doesn't care. I think we all care too much. I, I think we have a tendency to care like, too much. She's the goddess of creation and destruction. She doesn't have time to care. Right. That's true. That's true. So now I want to talk about a little bit about... Um, the Ohello berries? Ohello. Ohello. Okay, so it's also considered offensive to eat any of the Ohello berries that grow along the edges. Oh, here's that name again. I'm going to fuck it up. Um, Halema Uma'u. Hale? Hale, yes, Hale Mauma'u Caldera. God damn. I think that I should also tell your listener what an ohella berry is. So it's like a shrub that only grows on volcanic soil. And it's a little tiny pink berry, mm-hmm. like a whitish, pinkish berry. Um, they look like, like they're fairly small. large. Like They're like a blueberry size. Okay, okay. But but there's not that much berries that grow in Hawaii, right? Like there's bananas, there's papayas, there's like all this shit. But like berries, like so, and that is sacred to her because it only grows on her crater. That's interesting. Well, and see, that's the thing. That's what this legend says: is that it grows on the caldera. It's considered offensive to eat any of them without first offering them to her or requesting permission. That's the thing is that she's not unreasonable. She just has demands. Right? Like, you know. She's like, look, you can eat my berries. You can. I won't burn your house down. Just give me the respect I deserve. I mean, I'm here for it. So here are some of the amazing encounters with her that I... 
I found the most interesting and I saved the best for last. Um, That's my favorite part. <laughs> so this one girl wrote an article and she said that her, um, she and her hula sisters went on a hula retreat a few years ago up at Kilauea on the Big Island where, of course, Pele lives. She said that they were walking around the volcano park one night when something started following them. They could hear footsteps. So her friend was like, hey, did you guys hear that? Um, and the other friend was like, it's probably a weasel or something. So they just kept walking. There's no weasels in Hawaii. Okay? That's why I was wondering. I was like, are there weasels in Hawaii? There's That's mongoose, but this is neither here nor there. And I apologize for it. <laughs> so then they heard barking. And they got a little scared, but they didn't know what to do. They walked a little faster, and it started to get very warm. She says, very, very warm. As they got closer to one of the lookouts, they could hear chanting. And then they all started to kind of freak out. So she said her and her friend were the ones who were the most afraid. And they decided to stay in one place. But they could sense that there was something right behind them. Uh, they all looked yep. behind them and they didn't actually see anything, but still it was really hot and the chants kept getting louder and louder. Then they heard the footsteps again. So the girl, the author of this article says she felt something by her feet when they ran under the light and they saw that it was a white dog. Now, when they looked out into the dark, they could see another white figure coming right at them and the chant again getting louder and louder so she said that they ran back to their cabin because of course there's always a cabin um and the chants kept on getting louder when they finally got inside the building they looked out and the dog was right there by the front doorstep um so Aaron, i'm gonna need your explanation on this but she says our kumu said it's Madame Pele. Kumu is the word for teacher. Okay. Okay. So it was a hula group, so it was obviously... Okay. So their Kumu said it's Madame Pele. And yep. she said when she looked out of her window, the white ghost person thing, quote, was still there. So she decided, decided to go to sleep. And she couldn't, so she went back outside. She noticed that the dog was still there. And she says, quote, I, since I'm such an idiot, I decided to go play with it. I thought that was an interesting way to put it. But she said it was very cold that night. I had to put on a jacket, socks, shoes, the whole bit. Um, she called the dog over to her. And as she looked at the dog, it was playing with its ears. She noticed that the dog was very hot. Like, here's another word. Like hot water kine? Yeah. Oh, did I say it right? Kine, kine is body. Okay, okay. Like hot water kine. She said, yeah. then the lady so came up to me. Like, that means like burning from the inside out. Oh, neat. Oh, that's Remember, great. Remember, I told you Hawaiians don't ever say what they're actually talking about? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so the dog was like hot water was kine. Sweet. Okay. She said, then the lady came up to me and asked if that was my dog. This is around 6 a.m. and the sun was starting to rise. She goes on to say that she looked at her and she said, no, sorry. 
she continued to look down to play with the dog and she looked up again to ask the lady a question but she was gone i have goosebumps right now so she kept playing with the dog and she started to hear the chanting again she looked out where the woods were and she saw the old lady again and as she looked at her she looked into her eyes and she says they were red and she yeah. says quote I mean red 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 then she called Robert. the dog yes then she called the dog and it went running to her and I looked away for a second and turned back and they were both gone my kumu told me, you just witnessed something that no one has ever really witnessed. I asked him, what is that? He said, you saw Pele. Yeah, so she- and when people people freak out about seeing her, but all of the wise old elders in the community say, you were just blessed. Yes, yes. Because even though she's scary, she doesn't show herself to just anybody. Like her true self. Like, she doesn't show, like, not even her true self. Like, who knows what Pele's true self is? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, she doesn't even show herself a little bit. So, she goes on to say that, again, 6 o'clock in the morning, she gets back into her bed, and she noticed that there was a rock on her bed. It was a medium-sized rock, and it was really, really hot. She looked out the window and she saw the white dog running away from her window and then vanish. She never saw that dog ever again or the lady, but that rock followed her. So she put it outside, but it was, it would always find its way back inside. When she says when she left to Oahu, it found its way next to her bed there. She well, said, remember I told you that Hawaiians think that everything has a spirit? Yes. Yes. So, like, it's not just a rock. Right. She said, my kumu told me to keep that rock with me no matter what. If that rock keeps on coming back to me, then that means it's my rock, and it's a rock that only I can have and no one else can. She ended the story with, to this very day, I still have this rock. Because she's not stupid. Like, Isn't that listen, crazy? I love listen, that. Not Pele fucking brings you a rock, regardless. You keep if it. You believe in her or not, right? If you are any kind of reasonable person, you will keep the rock. Laura, what's your take on the story? Maybe that's, maybe that's just my Hawaiian showing. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just. I saying, mean, if I had a rock face of me, I'd keep it too. Right? But, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting and story. I'm I like agnostic, you guys. Like, Hi, Zane. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I'm like Miss. Like, I don't know what's happening here, girl. Right? <laughs> but even I. But like, I'm like, if, if if she's giving you a rock, you keep the goddamn rock. Right. Right. It takes on the the whole Charlie Brown Christmas thing is takes on a whole new meaning. I got a rock. Oh Yay. my god! Do you know that a koala? Okay, I'm gonna do DJ shit to you right now. Do you oh know yeah. Kid Koala is? You probably don't. No. Alright, so Kid Koala is a very talented DJ uh, for 35 years or something. Okay. He remakes that Charlie Brown special and he's like, What'd you get, Charlie Brown? I got a rock. I got a rock. <laughs> rock. 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 <laughs> 
No, but I like, but all jokes aside, Carrie, like, yeah, keep the rock. Like, keep the rock. Keep yeah. You. Yeah, a thousand percent. So, you and I, Aaron, were talking about this prior to the show, and sometime in the early or mid nineteen eighties. A package arrived at the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park containing lava sand taken from Black Sands Beach in 1969. You guys know what a Black Sand Beach is? Just yeah. disintegrated lava rocks? So it's it's created, like it's literally sparkly lava glass. Okay. That's sand. Okay. All right. So like that that's like create like that, that it's not uh disintegrated coral, it's not it's like, actually lava it's la it's a lava sand beach. Okay, yes. okay. You're beautiful. So this package contained lava sand taken from Black Sands Beach in nineteen sixty-nine. The woman who took the sand evidently loved the Hawaiian Islands so much, and she and her husband returned frequently, despite the gradually escalating mishaps that struck them every time. They included, but are not limited to. Um, She writes, first time, cut my foot. Second time, scraped my arm at the airport. Third time, lost my hearing and broke my eardrum on a crater in Maui. Fourth time, sprained two toes on cement steps. Fifth time, cut my finger. Sixth time, husband had a heart attack and I fell, I fell twice. First time, broke my left elbow. Second fall, broke my kneecap in two places and crushed it. Yep. She is mad mad finally in 1982 exactly so it took 12 years for them these two unlucky tourists um they saw a display at volcano house the historical hotel that is on the edge of the kilauea volcano it's traditionally said to be pele's dwelling place now the display showcased letters from other tourists who had suffered the curse of Pele. Bad luck that struck them after they had taken lava rocks from her volcano. All of these victims returned what they had taken in the hopes of lifting the curse. So this couple did too. Um, hopefully their future trips went better. There was no like, and everything was fine from 60, you know, from 1980 until yeah. now. Because Pele does not get over it because she's a jealous, mean bitch with right? all the power. Well, and here's... She doesn't have to forgive you. Like, she does not care. Yeah. Give me my stuff back. Exactly, because if you... Again, I write, and I'm going to talk about this here in just a second. But the idea, you can't really blame her. So, every year... Hawaiian national parks, along with various Hawaiian tour companies and post offices near the national parks, receive thousands of pounds of returned lava. Along with the packages often come letters detailing the misfortunes that followed the souvenir takers after their transgression. Now, the legend of Pele's curse is widespread enough that Snopes.com actually classifies it as true. 
Really? Well, yes. But here's what they say. And this is literally, guys, I'm going to read it verbatim from their website. Pele's supposed curse is not a mild-mannered one. Those allegedly afflicted by it don't misplace their car keys or develop runs in their stockings. Their bad luck is of the of is of the grievous variety. Pets die, jobs are lost, houses burn down, sudden yep. and devastating illness strike loved ones, marriages break apart. The Los yeah, Angeles She's not fucking around. Mm-hmm. She's not, dude. I'm telling you, she doesn't care. The Los Angeles Times reported on the sad case of Timothy Murray, a 32-year-old who scooped some of the unusual black sand from Hawaii Volcanoes National Park into a bottle and brought it back with him to Florida. Everything in his life immediately went into a nosedive. His pet died. His five-year relationship with his girlfriend he was going to marry ended, and the FBI arrested him in a computer copyright infringement case. These are not tiny things. Laura, so far, what is your what are your thoughts on on all of it so far? I think it's very inter- I don't know, I'm very entertained by it. Right? Like it's like, <laughs> is it real? I don't know. Here's the thing, like, because, like, I know I've already said this, but because I'm agnostic, I'm like, I don't know it's true. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an academic. Like, I... I'm not saying, yeah, one way or the other, but the stories are very... They're fucking entertaining as shit. But, like, as a, like, independent, successful, determined female, don't you fucking love this shit? Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and to be honest, I love the fact that people have consequences to not just leaving shit where it is like it's not yours to take so it doesn't matter like pele you know or not it's it's fucking not yours and and like that's the thing like whether or not it's pele or not like respect it right like yes hawaii is an incredible anomaly like anomaly aha write that down anomaly so it's, you know, my thing with tourism is, you know, footsteps and yeah. photographs, yeah. you know, like you don't take shit from places. No. Like it's, no. of course it's beautiful. That's why you go and you enjoy it, you know, but you respect it and you leave it there for the next. You right. If everybody up, kept taking from it, yeah, then there would be it's nothing not be left. There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but Laurel, that's why you're Laurel, that's why you're a good person. You know what I mean? Like you have I mean No, but it's this is a thing. I thought about this a lot. It's called cultural humility. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I also think like being just being a citizen of the world and respecting other people's ideas and cultures and just honestly, like just not being an asshole because somebody's coming behind you, whether it be your children or the next tourist like somebody else deserves to see what you were able to see and for you not to fuck it up for everybody else like and yeah to be able to experience the center of the fucking universe you know leave it alone well and remember how i told you except i am so remember how i told you that there was no written hawaiian language until Mm. the missionaries came so that meant that we had an oral tradition so that meant that our elders and everybody like took the responsibility of telling you about what came before you yeah like 
telling you about why you are so blessed and so special and so lucky to be like living I mean, in the time Hawaii. that you are. Yeah. It's Hawaii for fuck's sake. We have volcanoes. And we're not afraid of them. You guys are not afraid of them. That's what's crazy. It's the most beautiful gift. Like, it is astoundingly, bafflingly beautiful. You know? And yeah. like, I just, like, I, I am so thankful for this opportunity to tell you guys about this because I am now part of that oral tradition. You, you are? Know? Yeah, you are. Um... So the native Hawaiian view, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, of taking such souvenirs is that it's tantamount to stealing from Pele when visiting her home. At her house. At her house. Like, who goes to somebody's house and then steals shit? Um, Only the return of the stolen, stolen items appeases her wrath. It doesn't appease her wrath. She's still pissed. Right? Like, you still took it. I would be mad, too. But you're not invited back here. Like Exactly. Not yeah, for sure. No. So we're going to talk a little bit um, about the opposite of that and, like, what other people might believe. So some believe the curse is the invention of park rangers who became fed up with visitors making off with little bits of the island. Whether the curse is an ancient origin or a modern one, uh, many have come to respect it thanks to the cascade of bad luck that descends upon those who take volcanic keepsakes. So here's a typical story. Um, In spite of warnings... While we were, that we read when we were on the big island, this couple says, we picked up some pieces of volcanic rock at several road cuts on the south and southwestern part of the island. They go on to say that they were to be souvenirs for ourselves and our friends. Uh, We were on Hawaii in mid-December. Since we returned home, we've had a monstrous snowstorm which ruined our family reunion here at Christmas. My sister and I had the first big fight of our lives and we're still not speaking to each other. Both my wife and I have had a terrible cold or flu since mid-January, and today another big snowstorm has ruined the grand opening of my wife's new business. Well, enough is enough. We are returning to Pele, all of her rocks. Please entreat her to release us from her terrible spell. It was her stuff to begin with. (laughs) Right? Like, why? Like... I can't like, help like, honestly. But it's like, yeah, ridiculous. Your, like, bro, like, can you imagine if I came to your house and I just like helped myself? Seriously. Yeah, you don't exactly though. That I was kind of thinking about that earlier too. Like you don't walk into somebody's house and take stuff like um and then just be like, thanks, bye. <laughs> like, Seriously. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, there is something about this story and, though that reminds I, me so and much. If I was an all-powerful goddess, yeah, I'd fuck up your life too. Right? For real. But um, do you guys remember the Brady Bunch episode where they went and took the first yes! away and then yes! they had all the bad luck? Like Emma <laughs> It's probably It was Pele. It reminds me exactly of this like it was Pele. that's probably where they got the idea from. Even, even, yeah. even if you don't believe in it, because I know that you have listeners on your podcast that are skeptics and mm-hmm. I yeah. 
said, I'm an academic. Like, I'm here for all perspectives, right? Yeah. But even, like, don't steal something from somebody's house. No, and it shouldn't even, like, that It just should not be something that has to be said in general or on a podcast. Like, just don't do it. Like, why would you do that? What if somebody stole from you? Like, the idea. But apparently... People do. So I've been yeah. blessed enough to go to a lot of places. I've seen volcanoes <laughs> erupt. I've been. To oh my god, you hiked one, you big weirdo. Kind of stuff. But you know, like, I, I, have I been tempted to like pick up, you know, stuff? Like, of course, like everybody is. Sure, yeah. Just don't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> picture, leave it alone. <laughs> I mean, yes, a picture. You know what? You your camera took a picture. Your heart took a picture. You don't need to take right. the rock. Enjoy. A thousand percent. Plus, the funny thing is, too, once you go home, you're going to lose that shit anyway. <laughs> a thousand percent. think about it again. <laughs> right? Arizona has all kinds of, like, gravel landscaping, and they have those, like, red volcanic rock. Like, it could be one of those. Just say you got it from Hawaii. Impress your family and friends. And not irritate Pele. So I've saved the very best story for last. It's the one that amused me the most. And knowing you two, it probably will amuse you the most too. <laughs> so in this story, a tour bus operator was um, had arrived at the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and warned his passengers not to take the rocks because it was bad luck and he didn't want bad luck on his bus. All right. Yep. So one of the tourists decided that as a paying customer, she could decide what to do or not to do. And she took a fucking rock. Yep. Now, when the other writers discovered what she had done, they all insisted that she get rid of the rock, but she refused. So the other passengers continued to nag the woman as the bus drove on. Until she finally gave in to the, quote, superstitious fools. And the bus driver stopped the bus, opened the doors, and the woman went to the front of the bus and threw the rock out of the open door, saying, are you all happy now? But as she threw the rock, it hit the edge of the bus door and ricocheted back, hitting her in the middle of the head and injuring her badly enough that the bus driver had to take her to the hospital. Dude, Pele does not care. Pele does not care. She's like, you know why? Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah. She doesn't care. The funniest part of these stories is like... She is the creator and the destroyer. Yeah. For sure. Like, she exists on a different level than all of us. She's like, oh, you want to, like, make fun of me? How about go to the hospital? Yeah. Right? Laura, what were you saying? Oh, just, I am <laughs> just relishing in our mutual Freudenschaud. Our <laughs> <laughs> like we're all yeah get her fucker at yeah <laughs> so happy that she got her come up in but like laura like this comes back to what i was trying to explain to you and i don't think that i did it very well because it's very hard to wrap up in a small package. you really did but, though babe you really but did like, but, like, but like hawaiians like we're like 
of course that happened to you. Yeah. Like, what the, the fuck did you expect that was going to happen? Like, it was my somebody... favorite, favorite one. It was one of the first stories I you came across I mean? and I was and like... And I just love how like we exist in both worlds. And I think that's like kind of why I love your podcast, Carrie, is because, you know, as an agnostic, I'm like, ah, you know, like, mm. yeah, <laughs> like, literally ask me about anything. I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Know? I don't know. Yeah. You know, but like, I'm not stupid. Like, like, why run the risk? Yeah. Exactly. Like that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Err on the side of caution. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, fuck around and find out. You know? That is Laura's favorite. Favorite. (laughs) Yes. Fuck around and find out. I I think we're about to wrap up, right? So I'll I'll end with one story if you are willing. Sure. Wait, so, I wait, okay. let me finish mine. I and I want to see what you think about my conclusion. Okay. Um so even when not literally seen, Pele's power and presence is undeniable everywhere on Ho- the Hawaiian Islands. Kilauea, Hawaii's most active volcano, is a constant reminder that the islands are living and breathing entities. That could not have been put any better, Carrie. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. So, so in closing, just as another little like, um, like celebration of what a fucking incredible forest Pele is. Yes. So when I was 10, I went to the Big Island and there was a little church. And remember I told you it was weird. Like we talked about this off camera, but like yeah. Christianity and Hawaiian religion has like a weird relationship, right? Sure, yeah. But there's a little Christian church <clears throat> right on the edge, like right like on the Big Island. Like it's this big plane and it's just like a little one room wooden church you know what I mean like for sure and so there are these things in Hawaiian religion called kapu sticks which are like they're like sticks and they have this this like ball thing at the top but it like means like this is a sacred space and like like, they're in front of royalty and stuff you know what I mean it's like a marker of like something i don't know what the word is reverence or something when the lava flow in the 1850s was flowing towards this little church um the priest who was a hawaiian mixed person sure we're all mixed you know what i mean right put two kapu sticks and i made an offering to pele in what's called a pu'olu and so a pu'olu is like a it's a gift, but it's like wrapped in tea leaves and it's like kind of like a bundle. Okay. But because Hawaiians are so like poetical, it's not just a gift, it's like an intention, right? Okay. So he made a olu for Pele with ohello berries, which are sacred to her. Yes. He saw, like, everything she liked, right? And he put it into a package for her, and he put the the kapoo sticks in front of the church, and the lava flow splits. Like, I saw this with my own eyes, Carrie. 
It splits at the doorstep. The lava flow splits the doorsteps and then comes back together right behind the church. Right behind it. Laura, what? Laura, I, you, talk I to me. I think it's super cool. I mean, super, you can say Like, that could just be geology. Like, that could just be geology but, and, like, yeah. a slope of the land. But, like, looking at that as a kid, I was just, like, she... Because she wants, because that's the thing about Pele. She wants to be recognized. She's a jealous, impetuous bitch. Well, for as long as... She wants to be recognized. So it's not that she's so ruthless. I mean, she is ruthless, right? But when you give her the respect she deserves, she will offer benevolence. Yeah. Laura, what are your closing thoughts on Pele? Hmm? What are your closing thoughts on Pele? Who? Me? You. Yeah. Um, I've always been really fascinated with it, especially it really started with my um, geology class and just learning about all the super cool formations and, you know, the processes and stuff like, um, and a lot of it is particular. There's a lot of stuff that's only found in Hawaii. So regardless if I think there's a curse or, you know, she's wandering around or, you know, like a God personified, but she's standing right behind you. Right. (laughs) Don't look look behind you. Right. But it's, it's just beauty and you should like have respect for the place in and of itself and appreciate it, you know? Yeah. It is so beautiful that you can't put it into words. Yeah. And I think that could really translate to the entire world, right? Um, We're destroying this planet. We are leaving uh, nothing but garbage for our children's children's children. Um, I don't think you have to go that far. (laughs) Okay. So coin (laughs) saying, (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, you and me and Aaron. Uh, <laughs> we are um, so just a, a just a, a modicum of respect for everywhere we are. Like you know, don't steal rocks from Hawaii. Don't be disrespectful. Appreciate how that state came to be. Not not become a state, but that cluster of islands came to be. Oh, we were. By the way, we were a sovereign monarchy and we're overthrown, but that's for another podcast. I mean, it is. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but just like. Aren't you guys a, the only appreciate. state to have a Union Jack on our flag? Oh, do dude, don't get it? me excited. Like, All right. No, okay. We don't sorry. Have- sorry. 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 No, oh, but is I- that true? We're going to have to take this offline because I can tell you <laughs> shit about that. Is that true, though? Don't carry. We don't have time. <laughs> that's like, like Australia. Whole, like that's like Australia. Wow. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, that was it. That was encounters with Madame Pele, ladies and gentlemen. Big, huge, huge round of applause for Aaron K. Bailey. Thank you so much, my love, for really educating us. This has been a fabulous episode. Um, 
and uh, talk to us a little bit about you and what you're going to be doing. Promote yourself. This is your opportunity. You are going to be doing some cities on your little tour. What I want to say first and foremost is thank you so much for giving me this platform to share this with you. Um, uh, This is who I am, like at my core, and like to have somebody be so generally interested um i've been through some personal issues that you guys know about in my life and i've really you know i've been through it lately and to have you guys as friends and as um um compatriots i don't know what the right word is you know what i mean like just it means more to me than I have the capacity to explain to you. So, always, always, my love. That. Um, also, like I'm a big time baby DJ, so like look at the links and I'll send you mixes, and that's all I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were just in Phoenix, yes, because Laura was forgot. Phoenix. Um, yeah. You are you are planning to go international with some of your shows, yes? Yep, yep. Just kind of secured my gig in the beats on next summer. So nice. Yes. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah. yes. So I feel I feel very blessed. Um, it's been a long road, um, but I couldn't have done it without lifelike friends like you, Carrie. Like honestly, always. But I will not be um, surrounding your stage in aluminum foil again. You've got people to do that now. No, you will. I probably will. (laughs) Fucking probably will. Um, All right. Well, Laura, as always, let everybody know where they can follow us if they, and they should, choose to do so. If you so choose, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at HOAH Podcast. And furthermore, on the TikTok at H-O-A-H, Carrie, and H-O-A-H co-host Laura. Yes. Uh, Laura does not actually put out TikTok content, but if you want to follow her for nothing, go right ahead. Laura, I have no idea why that was so hilarious. I, was <laughs> I was like, super funny. Um, yeah. If you like, if you like to follow us, <laughs> Right, it's my, phone. it's my sexy phone voice. Is this her only fan? It's her only fans voice. Uh, listen, we're both unemployed. We got to make. I'm money like, I gotta somehow. be super serious now. Hold on. Okay. Look, dude, I'm two weeks away from selling pictures of my feet. Okay. So. A thousand percent. At least you're doing better than me. You're two weeks away. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go trade stories about how to do side hustles while unemployed. Uh, But to that end, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been really wonderful. Um, And you are familiar with the ending, right? Do you want to do Laura's part? No. No? Okay. Laura doesn't even want to do Laura's part. As always, stay safe out there because you never know who. Yeah, and watch out for creepy dolls. Or a Pele. Yeah, don't piss her off. Yeah, don't, don't take Pele shit and watch out for creepy dolls. Uh, this is EKB signing out. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. That's all we need. Bye, guys.
See you next week. (laughs) 